0: You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew I'm back with you for another Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast. Uh, this is where we unpack a little bit of the leader guide, give you some tips, encouragement, and um, and try to just yeah help you be ready to teach. On Sunday morning, or whenever your groups meet, so we're in a study of First and Second Thessalonians. We're in session eight, and uh, this is First Thessalonians five one through eleven, and um, it's titled "Walk in the Light." In our central truth, is believers are called to walk in the light as we await Christ's return. So um, I mentioned this before, but uh, this is um, you know this these last few sections of Paul's letter to the church at Thessalonica are, are one of the times when he's um, correcting. The church at Thessalonica. This was an otherwise pretty like good church, and just the fact that they need correction doesn't mean it's not a good church. I think that's really important to acknowledge. Like every church needs correction, right? There are weaknesses of every single church. Um, there's no such thing as a church who has it all together. Um, there's no such thing as a church that uh, knows everything. Perfectly, that knows exactly how to handle each and every situation, or, or no such thing as a church that doesn't have um, sin issues that are hurting it. Because every church is made up of people who are sinful or broken. Yes, they're redeemed, but also people who need Jesus. But it's kind of encouraging in a way that this church had some questions about the return of Jesus, because I think everybody does. It's one of those discussions in the church that... um Yeah, it can cause a lot of anxiety and um, there's a lot of unhelpful (laughs) sometimes discussion about it in the church. There's a lot of people in churches that think they know more about it than they actually probably do or like have really strong opinions about it that maybe can be divisive. Um, So I think this is a good time to be careful and not to make assertions that maybe you're not actually prepared if you really stop to think about it to defend from the Bible. Um, it's important to remember at the outset of these passages on the return of Jesus, there's a few things that are important to remember. One is that the point of Paul's letter was to encourage Christians. The point of this letter to this church was to help them endure suffering and persecution and come out on the other end um, with their faith intact, but not only their faith intact, but like stronger, better, um, closer to Jesus. Paul wanted to encourage this church. So let's remember, that's the context of this letter. The goal in this letter is not to explain exactly how everything's going to go down. Um, And listen, like the Bible doesn't answer that question for us either. It doesn't tell us exactly how everything's going to play out. Um, But what it does tell us, one thing that we can be really confident in is that Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back in the flesh, and part of his program, when he comes back in the flesh, is to take care of those who are his, to take care of those who have trusted in him. So know this, like Jesus is in your corner, he's coming back for you, he is going to take care of you. That's really, really important to, to recognize. And when we understand that, like we can agree to disagree on some of the finer points of how all that's going to play out and what it's going to look like and the, you know, order of things. Um, none of which it's really important to acknowledge is the main point of this of this passage, right? So, um, but Paul does say by the times and seasons, brothers, I do not want you do not need anything to be written. You for yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So, one of the things Paul wants to make clear is like, look, you can't put this on the calendar. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be like a thief in the night. You're not going to expect it. But he says, but you, brothers and sisters, are not in the dark, for this day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light. His point there is not that you know the day that it's coming, like the the time on the calendar. The point is that it's not going to surprise you. The reality of Christ coming to inaugurate this new era, the reality of Christ coming back from the dead um, and returning to earth is not something that should surprise us. We know this day is coming, and that reality should shape our hope, our purpose, our view of life, our perspective, our um, priorities in the here and now, um, and, and should give us security, right? Because even though the day of the Lord um, is going to be difficult for some people, it's going to be a time of judgment for some people, it's going to be a time of security and hope and uh, fulfillment, of the promises of God for those who trust in Jesus. So we don't have to worry about it. God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ, who died for us, so whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. So verse 11 is really the summation of everything Paul's driving towards. And he says, Therefore, encourage one another, and build each other up just as you're already doing. So knowing that Christ is coming back, knowing that we have a secure and hopeful future as followers of Jesus, um... Encourage each other. Encourage each other now to live for Jesus, to prioritize life with Christ now. So that's the question for us to be considering now. Like, how should the reality of Christ's return shape how we do life now? How we think, how we live, how we pray, how we um, live in community, how we build relationships? Um, So yeah, question 12 at the very end of the leader guide. It's one of the key questions I would Encourage you not to miss it. Who in your life needs encouragement? How can you build them up this week? That's what Paul wanted the church of Thessalonica and I to do with this letter. He wanted them to take the message of this letter and encourage other followers of Jesus to keep following after him. So challenge your students to think, how can we do that? Maybe it's just um, sitting by somebody at church who doesn't have a lot of friends, or maybe it's inviting someone to hang out. Maybe it's, um, you know, by being a better friend to someone on your soccer team, or I don't know, it could be lots of things, but don't miss the opportunities right before you, that God's place before you to encourage the people around you. That's part of how we live out our identity as followers of Jesus. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.